This week's podcast brought to you by Expedish. When I informed our 11-year-old yesterday that she was getting out of school at 11. She's 12. When I informed our 12-year-old that she was getting out at 11. Was our 11-year-old getting out at 12 or 12-year-old getting out at 11 yesterday? Our 12-year-old was getting out at 11. When I informed our 12-year-old that she was getting out at 11 yesterday. We don't have an 11-year-old. We did. We had four of them. That's what true. happened? Anyway. When I informed our 12-year-old that she was getting out of school at 11 for a dentist appointment, I think during her lunch hour, she said she sighed and said, well, that's inconvenient. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Although, maybe because the the weather has not been um, bright and sunny and shiny. Or snowy or anything. No, it's just kind of been blah. Um, Feels like in some ways it's been a a little blah since the new year. Maybe my my mood has been a little blah. It's a gray, rainy, misty, sometimes foggy. But, But you didn't get to go away over the holiday break. Uh, two of our daughters and I went to Florida for four days. So we at least got some sun and saw some palm trees. Was How was the weather when you guys were in Florida? It was, was fine. It sunny? A little chilly the first day, but then it was in the 70s. It was, it was ideal. But, but the big thing is the sun. Like even here when it's cold, like one of my, my favorites is when we have a fresh snow and the, it's sunny and it's blindingly bright everywhere. I just like the sun and the brightness. And, uh, we haven't had a lot of sun and brightness the last couple of days. I'm missing it. Now this is this is always though the worst part of the calendar. The early is it, January. When, is when, it worse when, than when, like early February? For some reason, I thought it was more in February where there was this sort of. Well, February is bad, but you're one month closer to to it not being February. January, you're you still have to get to February. Yeah, that's true. That's well, true. But uh, well, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, because I think a lot of times our mood reflects that. You know, it's bright and sunny outside. I feel bright and sunny, or it's kind of gloomy outside. I feel a little gloomy. I'm, I'm looking for that day where we just get at least one really nice, bright, sh- shiny, 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 <laughs> shiny, shiny day. It doesn't help that I've been listening to Randy Newman's I Think It's Going to Rain Today on repeat this morning. I didn't realize it was on repeat, but at some point I realized that I heard it like 17 times in a row, and I... It's fitting. Well, I just came downstairs, um, and I heard some kind of um, nice but sort of depressing song coming from your phone, and then coming from I, my pocket, actually. Yeah, and then I realized, like, like what is going on? Because I didn't realize it was on repeat. I just knew that there was uh, followed by another nice but depressing song and another nice but depressing song. Human kindness is overflowing, and I think it's going to rain today. And I think it is going to rain today. Is human kindness overflowing? Too? Well, I, I hope in, so, in somewhere. Ran, in Randy Newman's universe, a lot of those lyrics are ironic and saying the opposite of what they mean, or at least the opposite of what the sound sounds like. Yeah. But 
having said that, we had a nice trip down to Florida. Uh, I was amused on the, the plane um, just to contribute to your, since you weren't able to fly, we have to have a, a flight story here. On one of our, connect, we connected through Atlanta on the way down and on the way back. And on one of those four flights that we were on, a woman who was harried in arriving the late, one of the last passengers to be seated, said uh, to me, I was on one aisle, two kids were opposite the aisle, one on the aisle, one next to her. She said to me, are you sure you have the right seat? I think that's my seat. And I said, I said, uh, I- I'm sure it's my seat. To which she said abruptly before I'd finished the sentence, it's fine. It's fine. So is it? Is it, it fine said, that well, I'm sitting I'm in my glad, own seat across I'm, the aisle from my children. my children? I'm glad you approve of my sitting in the seat that I purchased and that was assigned to me. How was she the rest of the flight? Did you have any communication? No, no, I had no there? communication. But, so she uh, didn't spill a soda on your bag and in your shoe like my last seatmate? She did not. Okay. She did not spill a soda in my bag. Actually, I was going to bring that up because last night I was doing studio for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, their 12-game win streak came to an end. Um, they lost at Chicago. and was on uh, the Yes Network. For the Yes Network, yeah. And... Um, And uh, the host, Chris Sheeran, at one point said, you know, so-and-so was in their bag because that's that's a phrase that a lot of people use. And um, and I've never quite, I don't know how how I feel about the phrase, they're in their bag. Like, just doesn't, I I get what it means. It just doesn't make any sense. In their cups is uh, is kind of old-fashioned parlance for being drunk. In their cups? Yeah. So in the sack. To do with a protective cup. I don't know, no. I mean, you could be in a cup and in your cups I thought at the you were going to say time. in their cups is an old baseball saying or something no, like that. No, in fact, if you were in your cups, being in a cup is probably, but it, but uh, measure, it, offers you a measure of protection. But a basketball phrase, like he's in his jock, like if he's playing really close defense on him. So in his cup could be if there was some I, I guess, man-to-man I, I, baseball I guess, activity going on. I guess if you're, that, that, that's not the kind of defense one plays in baseball, but sure. Right. No, uh, I know. I'm just, well, what are their sports? In this, but in the bag is also, in the bag is both, uh, 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 you've got something secured, it's in the bag, or a guy who is half in the bag right. is also drunk. But but that's in the bag. This is he was in his bag, or she's in her bag, as opposed to in and, somebody uh, else's bag. Yes, and so I asked because there was a player who who didn't make a shot last night. He was struggling a little bit with his shooting. I said, it's, "I mean, he's not in his bag, but, or is he in a bad bag? Like what exactly?" But people who are do we say here one who is in his bag in a contract here is likely then to get his bag. Isn't that the yes. um, what the kids say about getting their bag of money? Yes. Go get that bag. Um, I mean, this may be this may be uh, history's greatest moment for the word bag. It, it might be, it might be, especially the focus that's on reusable bags. And he's in his reusable bag. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like the environmental separate from sports. The environmental the conscious of player the bag. is in his. Reusable bag. This could be the best time for the bag and the worst time for the bag when you see the videos of the plastic bags washing up on the shore. But I I, I continued to use the phrase when we were doing our post-game show and showing highlights. And uh, uh, the uh, more you uh, say uh, it, the the more ridiculous it is, which was and at sort one point, of my point. Your uh, your partner in the studio said, really, we're, we're going back there? We're saying this again? You're right. 
And I said, what, too soon? <laughs> well, I, I think I think we've probably set a record for using the word bag um, on this podcast now. But uh, This has nothing to do with bag, but I, I was just looking through my photos because I, I, I didn't remember what it was, but I knew that I had been in the last couple of weeks behind a car and I, I remembered that I'd taken a picture of the car's bumper sticker, um, but I had no memory of what that was, but I was able to find it. And uh, it's on a red Nissan Rogue that has neither here nor there. And it's- A Nissan Rogue is what I rented in Florida. A white Nissan Rogue. Can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah. We got to the airport in Tampa, and we went to the rental car lot where we could choose from any of the five- cars available there. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, we, we we rode the escalator. If you've been to Tampa Airport recently to go to the rental uh, car lot, you ride a very long escalator down from the rental counters. Mm-hmm. And only when you get to the bottom of the escalator do you and the three or four people with you realize that you've bypassed the floor uh, for your rental agencies. Mm-hmm. And so then you go to an elevator and you take the elevator up one floor. That, that it was designed by the Marquis de Sade. And there must are there half escalators somewhere? There, you there, just there, paid closer there was one, yeah. but it wasn't a matter of paying closer attention when you're at the top of the escalator. It's it's hard to tell. So, uh, so we we um, got on the elevator with the three other people who did the same thing. All of us complaining about the bizarre design of this operation, and we went up one floor to uh, the rental counter, to the, to, to the right rental lot. And then the two kids who were with me said, let's take that uh, gray Nissan Rogue. So I went and popped the tailgate, threw our luggage in, at which point one of the other people on the elevator with us got out of the driver's seat and said, uh, excuse me, I'm taking this car. I'm already in this car. How great would it have been if the person who stepped just taken out of the no, if the person who had stepped out of the driver's seat was your seatmate on the airplane? That would she have had been. Said, that, uh, Are you sure this no, is yours? Yeah, and I would have said it's fine. If you're already <laughs> driving it, that's fine. Uh, so we took the white Nissan Rogue that was next to that one. Um, well, to to return to the red Nissan Rogue, um, you know. I think it was when we were probably kids, maybe middle school, high school, and people would have those yellow baby on board um, decals in their windows. You sure. know what I'm talking about? Or, Everybody knows what you're you talking know, about, yes. The baby on board. In they, there. They, were, they were usually next to the uh, suction cupped Garfield in the window. Were they shaped like a diamond? You know, what's a square yeah. like sort of? Yeah, like a, like a yield sign. Okay, so that that is what this bumper sticker or this sticker on the back of the car looks like. It's yellow and it's, you know, the, the diamond shape. But instead of saying baby on board, it says kids up in here. Kids up in here. Kids up in here. Yes, a modern, kids um, up in here. A modern uh, take on. Um, but it's not, but baby is singular. So it's not even baby. It's just there's kids. There's kids up in this car. So. And we're there? I, you know what? I didn't notice. But, uh, but I liked it. I, I do like the modern spin on baby on board. You know what I have been using every single day since I got it? Uh, your coffee grinder? That My coffee grinder. been using it every single day. The problem is like before Christmas when we were out shopping, um, getting some stuff, we've got these like these great coffee beans that um, not from a grocery store, but like from a little sort of a farmer's market store, farm stand. Um, the last non- chain yeah uh, corporate conglomerate 
and the, the coffee was delicious. And of course, those beans are out and uh, they don't have them at the grocery store. So one of us has to take a trip back to the farm store and get more of those those coffee beans. They I think, were, they I were think phenomenal. Possibly this month, if not this month, early next month, we'll be celebrating or at least marking uh, the one year anniversary of my drinking coffee. Oh, really? You, it, no, was, it was probably it was this past year, 2022, that I started drinking coffee. It, it was probably this time of year when you when there was no sun and uh, it was a little kind of gray and you needed, you needed to pick me up. It, it was, but that was that was not freshly ground coffee, of course. No, this, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start marking my one year anniversary of the fresh, freshly ground variety because it, it has been so, and again, I don't know if it's because it's freshly ground or if it's because it's this variety, but this stuff is just delicious. Would you say that you're a listener given uh, coffee grinder and freshly ground coffee? Um, would you describe that as mama's got a brand new bag? <laughs> mama's got new coffee beans in her bag. I'm not. I'm because not that's, another, that's another thing, bag as, uh, as a uh, your thing, you know? Right. Austin Powers, that's not my bag, baby. Right, right. Well, maybe that's what they talk about, like in their bag. Basketball players, that, that would be their bag, baby. I mentioned that last night I was in the Yes Network studio and uh, late, it, it was getting kind of later. And uh, was, it, was it chilly? It's always chilly. It wasn't quite as chilly because it was a little warmer outside, but it, it's always chilly. So, but it's, I'm sitting there and I'm realizing I'm like sipping on three-hour-old coffee, three-hour-old coffee. It was cold coffee. It wasn't particularly good. It was cold when you when you poured it. No, it was. It had been hot at one point, but it oh, was- I, like, I understand that, but when you, by the time, by the point that it oh, got I to you- Oh, it's so cold. It was cold? Did you pour it and, and just set it aside for three hours, or did you no, pour I, it and it was cold when you first I, drank I, it? I, I got it when I got there. And uh, it just, over the course of three hours, cooled off. And was this, uh, as I, not having worked in an office in 30 years, I'm guessing this isn't the case, but was it sort of the uh, classic corporate coffee station where there was a styrofoam cup or possibly a paper cup and uh, and like like a- Then a stir it with. Yeah, like a little stir thing. And, and it, the option was to take black coffee. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've watched too many detective shows from the 70s, but on Rockford Files, uh, Barney Miller, those kind of places, the, the coffee was always famously terrible and served in a uh, little styrofoam yeah. cup. No, but that is sort of where I'm going. They had actually, the people who were working there had made were making a coffee run. So they texted me on my drive down. They said, somebody's making a coffee run to Duncan. Would you like something? So I said, put in an order. So when I got there, that was the coffee that that that. I had. Um, was it a box of coffee? No, but didn't really drink. And um, so it had gotten cold for, you know, by the time we're in the third quarter of the game. And so Chris, who I was working with, he said, he said, oh, just down the hall, we've got like a room with a coffee maker. But of course, it's not like an old school coffee maker. And, and it was different from any cure, kind of a Keurig that I've ever seen. You have to find a button and you push the button on the front of this coffee machine and a, a, a thing slides out as if it's a CD player, like an old school CD player. And it has a little, you know, thing. Again, it looks like a CD player, but instead you, you 
choose your little pouch of coffee and you open it and it's not a curing cup like a plastic cup it's it's a little round this is soft a, this is a pouch th- a pouch of coffee smaller yes. than a bag yes uh well maybe it's a really small bag and you put it in and then you push the button again but you kind of have to mush it in then you push the button again and it goes in like again just like a cd player and and that's and how you, this and- particular keurig like machine worked and when you did uh uh when you when it when it slid back in did it play like a sound garden or something <laughs> no that would have been great if you could choose your i chose decaf of course because it was 9 30 or 10 at night and i wasn't trying to stay up all night um but uh but then like again it's in their little kitchenette area so it's not like home where you have your favorite creamer or sweetener or whatever it is they had a drawer underneath it that was full of like little sugar packets and then their fridge next to it so open the fridge there are multiple containers of half and half and and so i pull one out and and, uh look at the date and chris is like you gotta smell it i said well of course i've got to smell it it's not my half and half so anyway it was this uh production the pouch cd player like coffee and the uh, communal half and half now in in the movies uh Behind the scenes at a TV studio like that, somebody, some uh, uh, young intern would be bringing you the coffee, and you would be you would be spitting it out. That doesn't work that way in real life. Well, what was actually funny was our producer intentionally. I, I wasn't aware that he was gonna he was gonna do this, but when I came in, because they I don't have a security badge, I don't I'm not a full time employee there, so I need them to come down and like usher me up to um to where we're going. Most places you go. If they ask for ID, you you, you frame your face. Right, right. Uh, you point at your face. All right. So, of course, you know, I have a badge at ESPN, you know, that not only I have to show to security, but to get through doors, you know, to open the doors. But I don't have it at, at yes, nor should I. I don't work there enough. And um, so my producer came down and he, with him was a, a young woman. And, she, and all of a sudden I see that he's like filming on his phone her coming over saying here rebecca we got you your coffee or whatever and the whole reason was he posts he posted it on twitter to uh and tagged frank isola just to like get him riled up because because frank is the normal guy and the 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 running gag is that you're helicoptered to the studio right that that i i get special treatment so uh so that that wasn't um the case at the end of the night i was still shoving my pouch of coffee into the little machine into the cd player yes well, should we get to viewer mail? Let's get to viewer mail. I don't mail. know what's been uh, brewing over the holidays besides your, your coffee. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. We have some mail, as always, at ballandchainpod at gmail.com. And our first viewer mail is one I think that will... We'll Spark some conversation here, Rebecca. Okay. It comes from Mark Simon. Oh, hello, Mark. I think you asked on a pod for some uh, uh, ball and chain bylaws. I may have. And they even have suggested Mark as the man to to do them. Given I have a his, feeling uh, he came through in, in a expedious fashion. Is that a ex- word? Ex- expedient. Expeditious ex- or expedient. expedient. But I like expedious. <laughs> you know, well, this doesn't happen to you because of your... Uh, your relationship with words, but it does to me. Sometimes a word will come out of my mouth, and as it's finishing, I'm like, I know that's not right. But it ought to be. I know, right, right, but it, it ought to be. You have Expedia. Expedient fashion. You have Expedia, the travel uh, mm-hmm. site. You have Expedient. 
you have expeditious, but like not an expedition, but expedish. Expedi- do you have to it's say it like, like Sean Connery? Fast, it's fast-ish. Do, do you have to say? Do you have to say it like Sean Connery? Expedish, or would it be expedious? I think it, you'd have to say it with an ish. Okay. Well, I think we have our sponsor for today's show. Anyway, uh, Mr. Simon writes. Oh well, Rebecca. He he has he has codified the official ball and chain bylaws, December twenty third, tw- as of December twenty third, twenty twenty two. Okay, Shall we get him. to them? Yes. Uh, one, the podcast shall be referred to as Ball and Chain Podcast, Ball and Chain Pod, or BNC Pod. Okay. Okay. He didn't put the BNC. He did not put he he did not put the BNC and okay. and, and and thank goodness he didn't. One A hosts shall always referred to shall be referred to as Rebecca, Steve, Mrs. Russian, Mister Russian. Restiva and Restivia. <laughs> Perfect. He's I, drawn a lot that from one. there. Yes. My, especially my my dislike for kids calling me by my yeah. first we're, name. We are sometimes referred to individually and collectively as ball and chain. Right. Dear ball, dear chain, dear ball and chain. And we, of course, get uh, spam email to ballandchainpod at gmail.com f- uh, that are addressed to Mr. Ball or Mr. Chain. Right. Any to Mrs. Ball or Mrs. Shane? Possibly. 1B, updated December 23rd, 2022. And the ampersand is also an acceptable host reference. Also note that all and ampersand shall be read as and rather than ampersand, unless otherwise noted. So I've already violated that by a lot. Although, and I don't want to complicate things here, but there will obviously be amendments to these bylaws. The logo is as regular viewers know is is not an ampersand but a uh, but a plus sign that that the international red cross oh, deems contested. yeah we switched from a red to plus sign to a blue plus sign yes That's although right. blue cross is a is also a thing but, but i think it has to be coupled with its blue shield yes and and it when it's not flanked by ball the ball on one side and the chain on the other right it's something else completely two all episodes begin with an anecdote. Not having an anecdote counts as an anecdote. And I've, we've done that on a couple of occasions, right? Yes. And end with one of the hosts saying, Tom, Dick, and Harry, pronounce the A-R like you were saying, lard, play us out. With each of those followed by the show's theme song. Now, Rebecca, I would say, in, I, we'd have to get, uh, well, Mark is a statistician. We're not going to have him do this, of course. But I would, I would guess that 90% plus of the Tom Beck and Harry play us outs have d- been done by you, right? Yes. Once in a while, I'll do that. Three, all conversation on the podcast shall be continuous and flowing regardless of interruptions, non sequiturs, puns, wordplays, and digressions regarding Johnny Carson. <laughs> all right. I mean, there aren't enough digressions involving Johnny Carson, and I would say 100% of those digressions involving Johnny Carson have been instigated by me, right? Uh, yes. Eye rolls and move-ons at said circumstances are deemed 100% acceptable. Well, they better be, because those, are all, those are all done by me, all too. Yours, yes. So far, I think Mark has really He's nailed captured it. it. For each episode, as you would expect from the, the guy who, who uh, coined completionist. Right. Four, each episode must contain at least one travel story, perhaps an Uber confession or a traveling violation. I think, I think 
Must or shall or may. Must is a little bit binding. Shall is the same as must in this case. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, th- I feel like shall's a okay. little bit well, lesser than Mark, must, but Mark, it should be may. Mark we may need to tinker but with we that have, one. But we have a traveling violation. We have a couple of them. I know, uh, but we don't always. No, and I don't want to fetish. Do. Kind of, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. One story regarding the family's various sporting situations. I think we've we've happily uh, neglected that, although there have been plenty yeah, of them this past week. Yeah, there have been plenty this week, yeah. A WNBA or women's college basketball update and a segment known as either viewer mail or viewer's mail. I think we can we can uh, we can fold the nets into uh, the the women's basketball discussion, professional bas- professional college basketball. We've done that. Right, right. Um, 4A. At a minimum of every fourth episode, Steve must reference his inability to send show swag out in a timely manner to people who requested it. Let, let's make this that fourth episode. I still owe somebody show swag the, the, whose address has been on my desk for two months. I received a, a, a Liberty jersey, signed it, and sent it back out. You received it because I went to the P.O. Box, got the jersey, gave it to you. You then signed it and sent it back. But did you take it to the post office yourself? Of course. Oh, well, wow. Okay. Uh, so consider that done. Um, five, Dr. Siegel, uh, two R's, right? Yes. Shall always hold the distinction of batting cleanup in viewer mail, even though last and cleanup may not always go together. That's, that's a good point, Mark. Uh, last and cleanup don't go together. Cleanup in baseball, of course, is batting fourth, uh, which is only oh, means you're batting last if, it's, if, if you're yeah. ending the inning. Five, um, I'm sorry, that was five. Six, additionally, George, last name not known, shall always be referred to as Steve's monocle dealer and ball and chain pumpkin provider. Job titles are frequently doled out on the show where emailers ask and receive positions such as resident statistician and kid reporter. George in Columbus, we like to, yeah. uh, it doesn't feel right if we're not saying his location. Right, it, it's it's the template of uh, of like uh, WFAN in New York where it's always, you know, Larry from Ozone Park calling it, you know? Right. Seven, other characters on said show include, but are not, or or, or, or is that the Larry King model where it was always, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, Ralph in Overland Park, Kansas. Whenever people do Larry King impersonations, they're always using Overland Park, Kansas when they're taking the, the call. Seven, and this is his last enumeration, Rebecca. Other characters on said show include, but are not limited to, Ms. Holly Rowe, the Golicks, and Sam Farmer. Their presence is always welcomed and widely appreciated. The preceding is just a rough draft, writes Mark. The contributions of other listeners are much appreciated. So we could we could really codify this by crowdsourcing it. Mm. With the with the B and C completionists and or the incompletionists. Sure. That comes from Mark Simon, our ball and chain podcast resident statistician. Mark, a fantastic work. Yes, thank you, Mark. Uh, what was what voice was that? Hmm? Yes, thank you, thank you, Mark. Is this now uh, um, NPR Saturday Night Live sketch? No. It's my I worked really, really late last night voice. Oh, that's right. Our next viewer mail is also enumerated, Rebecca, and you're going to love uh, who it comes from. Viewer mail from your kid reporter is ah, the header. Julianne. Hey, Julianne. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Russian, so she has complied 
with the she bylaws. She always does. She always does. Happy holidays. How are you? Happy holidays to you, Julianne. How are you? We're doing swell. I am so sorry that I've not emailed in a while. I've been very busy with school and sports. How was your Christmas? How was your Christmas, Rebecca? You didn't really address that. I had a great Christmas. Did you enjoy your Christmas? I did enjoy my Christmas and, and your presents to me um, were wonderful as were my presents to you. They were. I got you gave me something I really wanted and needed. We we it, had, it was it was it was something that to grind your ground coffee even even finer. For a Christmas a few years ago, um, COVID era, I got you a Peloton, which you ride a lot and I ride a lot. And um but I wear your Peloton shoes, which are too big for me. And I had ordered myself a pair, I don't know, a year or so ago, and they were too small for me. But I didn't know it until after I'd already worn them, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you got me for Christmas a pair of Peloton shoes or Adidas that work on the Peloton that fit me. And so um, I love that gift. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Good. Uh, here are some topics, writes Julianne, that I wanted to talk about best told in numbered list form. And I mean, again... How, how perceptive of her to it's enumerate just, I mean, the yes. list. One, Mr. Russian, I was upset to hear about your bout with COVID. I am very happy that you are feeling better now. Thank you very much, Julianne. It is going around. Um, but uh, I feel I feel 100%. You know what sticker would be on the podcast today? What's that? Kids up in here. Kids up in here. That's right. Two, since Thanksgiving is long past, I will give you a report on Christmas instead. We had family over on Christmas Eve. Ooh, we, we were the family going over to somebody else's house on Christmas That's Eve. That's right. Uh, on Christmas Day, my parents and I opened gifts, played with new toys, and watched sports. Uh, I mean, what's better than that? Nothing. Uh, in fact, our son opened presents and went to the we, – we watched the Celtics-Bucks game. He went to the Celtics-Bucks game. Yes. In Boston. Yes. And I, I – I was uh, feeling, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree when I asked him, uh, you know, what did you think of that Tatum dunk on Giannis? And he said, I was in the bathroom. And uh, people have heard us tell this story, but I said, ah, well, just like I was in the bathroom uh, when Michael Phelps was winning gold in right. the 100 meters or whatever in Athens. <laughs> and and I gave him 20 bucks for food at the game. A friend of ours took him but wasn't sitting with him. He was sitting with his buddy, our friend's son, and uh, he came back, texted from the car to fire up the the oven for a for a frozen pizza, and I asked him when he got home, didn't you eat at the game? He said, they didn't take cash. They only took cards, and of course, he doesn't have a card. So I was talking to our friend about that, the friend who brought them about that, and he said, the knuckleheads, they, of course, they didn't say anything to me until after I, we had well, left. Of course not. <laughs> Uh, it was really fun, writes Julianne. I hope you and your family had a great Christmas. It sounds really fun. Three, my basketball season is off to a strong start. I play for my school's varsity team on a record. Rebecca, what would you think their, Rebecca, their record is with Julianne on the varsity team? I don't know, but congrats. After 13 games. That's exciting. Um, seven and six. 11 and two. Yes, Julianne. We have already won two tournaments. Mrs. Russian, are you coaching any of your kids this season? I'm only coaching. How about her, how about her rep repertorial instincts, by I the know. way? She's asking all the right questions. She's asking all the right questions. I only coach now my youngest, my 12-year-old, who's in seventh grade, because our oldest is in college. The other two are in high school. Um, so I'm coaching my seventh grader. And uh, because of my work schedule, I have only been to one of her. She's on two different teams, a school team and a, and a town team. I've been to one of her, what, six games? 
it's a bit of a sticking point for me. I'm, I'm missing watching her play. And yet I think they're perfectly fine not having you there. She doesn't care if I'm there. Nobody else cares if I'm there, but of course I do. Four, I enjoyed watching the World Cup this year, as did I, Julianne. It's always crazy to see the whole world go under soccer fever for a month. Having the tournament around the holidays this year was a nice touch. As my Portuguese family and I were able to watch Portugal play on Thanksgiving, I was cheering for France in the final, but I am not upset that Argentina won. Who were you cheering for? Rebecca, who were, who were you cheering for? I, I guess I should say after the U.S. went out because we were all cheering right. uh, for the U.S. to advance. Well, you're more of the soccer watcher in our house. You had the games on. You were watching. Once the teams made it to the finals, I wanted uh, Argentina yeah, I think, to uh, win. Yeah, I, I think I was uh, rooting for Messi to, to you know cap his incredible career with the only thing he had left to achieve, which was um, the World Cup trophy. And now I mentioned that to a friend of mine, the same friend who gave you the coffee grinder and who was uh, watching the World Cup as closely as I was. And he said, uh, no, Messi has one more thing to achieve after that. That is winning an MLS Cup with Inter Miami when he was rumored to be coming to uh, the U.S. Is to that play for Inter Miami. Is that rumor still out there? I, uh, that rumor is always out there. Having said that, at the Nets game, the last Nets home game, uh, that you I was called the one working, that was on the road but uh, we last were watching, night. Yeah. Kylian Mbappe, uh, French hero and uh, and star of the World Cup and World Cup final, was courtside uh, for that game. It was cool to see him there, even though it was just seeing him there on TV. Five, I love watching the UConn girls play, writes Julianne. Mrs. Russian, I've seen you on TV a few times calling their games. It is great that when a bunch of the starters for UConn were hurt, everyone else was able to step up and help their team. That is something that really makes UConn successful, I should add, Rebecca that Julianne is rocking. She sent a picture in front of the Christmas tree and she is in a Yukon nice. t-shirt. Uh, I think you would concur with that assessment of the team, wouldn't you, Rebecca? I would, yeah. And I actually, I took, well, you Oh, guys, and, and, and and there's a, Ooh, a shot of the back Sue of the Bird. shirt. Nope. Oh, no? Mule. Oh, Nika Mule shirt. Yeah. Awesome. Sue Bird's I number. I just saw the 10, but yep. didn't see in just the, and four the letters. limited letters. Four yeah. letters. It is a, it is a Nika Mule shirt. Very nice. Um, you were in Florida with two of our kids, and so I took the two who were not there, and the reason they didn't go is because they're in high school and have high school practices and games and things that they could not leave town for, or could have, I suppose, but didn't. And uh, and we, the three of us, went to a UConn game. We went and watched UConn play Marquette. I was thinking I'm, I'm bringing our children to see their parents' alma maters battle it out in, uh, in women's basketball. It was, a, it was a good game. Six. Lastly, I am ready for my next kid reporter assignment. As soon as you have one, I will be on the case. I feel like she's. Ha I feel like she was on the case with this email asking perceptive, thoughtful, incisive questions. Just terrific. Yes. She's turned it around on us. She'd be. She's already like mastered um, the first date. Like you say something about yourself, and then you ask the other person. Well, you know, how was your Christmas conversation or, generally? Yes. True. True. And but so, uh, but a conversation skill that seems to be um, slipping farther and farther away from and and from one people one that I never had that's well yeah. perhaps because professionally I've spent thirty years asking questions of people who I interview Maybe. and then when it's when it's no longer when I'm off the clock it's time it's, to talk about me well I think it's just a male thing like she she would say you know I had a great Christmas how was your Christmas or she would you know something about you kind of, what do you think versus men who use like say something and then they bring it back to them is that generalization it's a bit of a generalization but i think well, it's, it's a generalization in this, but it's, in this particular case as we sit in the basement i think it's generally true yes
So I didn't have a New Year's resolution, but that's mine now. What is it? Uh, uh, Which one? To make more conversations? To talk less, smile more. Talk less, smile more. Don't let more. them know what you're against or what you're for. No, I, how about I, just frown less, smile more? How about, how about ask, if somebody says, you know, what are your kids up to? Oh, they're up to the same old stuff. What about your kids? Tell me about your kids. Mm. No? You're, uh, you're grimacing. I, I'm, I'll, I'll see how long that lasts. Well, I mean, it's a hypothetical. It's not like I'm going to run but into whole, somebody in a social situation. Where, where would I run into somebody? Often in those situations, it's like, I know you don't care one iota about my kids. So do the, I then, after I give you a little small thing about my kids, do I then ask about your, your kids? You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start carrying around an accordion style, like with like 50 windows, plastic wallet, photo envelope, one of those photo wallet things. Yeah. So if somebody says, you know, how much kids, instead of, instead of telling about the kids or, or whipping out the iPhone, I'm going to whip out a wallet and then let those all those photographs accordion out, uh, 40 school photographs from over the years. How would it so be? So this was, this was the third kid in seventh grade. What if we just like got rid of social norms and the next time, you know, some, you know, person who you might not be particularly close with said you know how are the kids what if we said one of us said do you really care like do you really care how the kids are because if you do i'll tell you yeah but um but, but you probably I, don't I, do you even remember how many of them i have i like, saw how would that how would that conversation be i saw a commercial for some uh doctor who advertises on tv so take that for what it's worth yeah. but he said uh they they can't they don't care what you know until they know that you care. <laughs> um, by the way, that would be a great name for a podcast or a radio show. Get two angry guys named Norm, and it could be uh, antisocial norms. Mm. <laughs> It'd be like uh, two Larry Davids just yeah. going back and forth. But they have to both be named Norm. Right. Well, right. But that kind of personality. Okay, so we'll get uh, Julianne a, a kid reporter assignment soon. I hope that you and all of the Ball and Chain listeners have a happy and healthy new year. Right back at you, Julianne. Sincerely, your resident child listener slash kid reporter, Julianne. P.S. Attached below are pictures of me in one of my favorite Christmas gifts. So that uh, Nick Emil jersey was a Christmas gift. And, uh, what I'm a great Christmas gift. A fantastic Christmas gift. I wonder... And, and um, I wonder if they had that specially made because I was in the bookstore with our kids when we before we went to that UConn game. I didn't see that uh, jersey. That'd be a really cool one for them to sell. It is cool, and uh, and I have to say the tree looks looks uh, impeccable. Great. And uh, what else do we have here, Rebecca? Well, we have uh, Ken. Ken writes, Steve, thanks very much for continuing the tradition by playing your Christmas song medley. I'm, I'm not sure that. Uh, the world needed that, but thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. The world, of course, needed it. I definitely can appreciate the challenge of learning to play the piano for the first time at our age, but I find that I'm using parts of my brain that I never used before. Ken is also taking piano lessons like I am at uh, at this advanced age. Keep it up, writes Ken, because your playing inspires me to keep playing. By the way, the song I played for my recital was All of Me. I'm working on Autumn Leaves now. Autumn Leaves, fantastic. Um, I'm, I just, uh, I just requested a new sheet music yesterday and I'm going to take a, take a crack at take the A train, Rebecca. Okay. Great. That, that opening thing, bing, the link, bing, the link thing. You know how that, that, mm -hmm. that, that's, uh, if you can just get that. That's, that's difficult. I'm getting Something. it. I can get it with my right hand Okay. and I can get it with my left hand. Just I cannot get my right time. and left hand 
at the same time to do these two completely different things. It is very much a pat your head and rub your right, tummy right. thing. Thank you both for your time, writes Ken Energy. Thank you both for your time, energy, and efforts to continue the podcast week after week. It's always a highlight to my week. Happy New Year to you and your family. Thanks. Thank you, Ken, for that email. Uh, Ken is hitting cleanup today. That was our final email. Dr. Gary Siegel taking a well-deserved break this week. And uh, So the day that we read the bylaws, a bylaw is broken. Well, I think we'll be breaking many bylaws as this goes. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then Mark Simon will repair them and amend them. <laughs> And uh, this and has to be. Well, he's already turn, changing must to shall or may. I think I like. I think like the U.S. Constitution, the ball and chain bylaws have to be a living, breathing organism uh, for this whole thing to to Can work. I have the biggest signature on the Constitution. You may. Was it the Constitution that John Hancock was on? Wasn't or is that the Declaration? That would be the of Declaration of Independence. Independence. Okay. But you can still have the biggest signature. Right. Maybe I'm the only signature. Actually, it should be or should it be Mark's signature? He's do you, wrote do you it. sign bylaws? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. Well, um, one of the bylaws that we can't break right. is, is on that. Is the outro. Thank you, Denny, and Happy New Year to everyone. Hope hope everybody finds some sunshine amidst this fog and rain. Even if it's just metaphorical. Uh, remember that uh, kids up in here and Tom DeCari play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.